Welcome to World's Oldest Bible, Science and the Discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Part 1. Who actually wrote the Bible? What was the world's oldest Bible? What are the Dead Sea Scrolls? If these are some of your questions, you have come to the right place. Hello, my name is Ron Chung. In 2021, I wrote a book called World's Oldest Bible, Science and the Discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. My interest in the Dead Sea Scrolls began in 1997 at Princeton Seminary, where I studied science and theology. In my second year, I was sent to study archaeology in Israel. There, I visited Qumran, where many of the scrolls were discovered just 50 years earlier. In this podcast, I want to offer an interdisciplinary perspective on three questions from this book. We'll cover the first two in part one. What are the Dead Sea Scrolls? Number two, what do the Dead Sea Scrolls tell us about our Bible? And number three, what's the connection between science, geohistory, and belief? Let's start with the first question. What are the Dead Sea Scrolls? The earliest writings that became the Bible were written more than 2,500 years ago, but no original Bible has ever been found. In 1947, a 12-year-old shepherd boy discovered copies of biblical texts written over 2,000 years ago. Now called the Dead Sea Scrolls, some of them represent parts of the oldest known biblical manuscripts in existence. And by the way, good thing they were discovered in the 20th century and not much earlier, because almost everything we know about the scrolls were made possible by modern science and technology in the 20th century on. If they were discovered in the Middle Ages, these scrolls would not have survived, as they would likely not have been identified as biblical texts. When the first scrolls were sold to traders at the markets of Old Jerusalem, untold numbers of them were written on leather and used to repair shoes. Some written on parchment were erased to be used and rewritten on. This is what happened to most copies of the Bible ever written. I'm glad they laid undiscovered for over 2,000 years until we know enough through signs to interpret and protect these very important finds for Christianity. The first chapters of my book describe the surprising accidental discovery, their recovery from various locations, and the scientific analysis of over 200,000 fragments of writings. Archaeology identified, dated, and helped in the editing of the writings. Now, when we say there is no original Bible, there's a reason for this. Because apart from the fact that the Bible is not a single book, but a collection of books, each with its own geography and history, each evolved over time as they were recalled, reinterpreted, and even rewritten by editors, the reality was they started as oral traditions. There were many oral traditions, and there wasn't a single way to say all those words. So when we ask, who was the author of the Bible? The short answer is, no specific person because it was written by many people. It's a library. The accounts in many of the books like Genesis or Exodus were passed down as oral traditions in the form of stories, testimonies, and recollections. Later professional writers called scribes were hired to write and copy and edit them again and again over a long period of time. We do not know their names but they saw themselves as faithfully passing on a living and therefore a fluid oral tradition in written form. They would have no problems with later scribes making editorial decisions to account for later geohistories 
at different places and times. In fact, today, every preacher or Bible teacher follows in this tradition of speaking to the audience. As a lifelong and third-generation believer in Christianity, what surprised me was that the Dead Sea Scrolls include more copies of biblical books not found in most of our modern Bibles, such as books of Enoch and Jubilees, than the books currently found in most modern Bibles. Scholars are still debating why this is so. When and why did the church decide that such well-regarded books found in the world's oldest Bible should not be included in our modern Bibles? We have no idea, but we're still learning. So here's a takeaway from the first question. The Dead Sea Scrolls is a collection of writings of which a quarter are biblical writings in Hebrew. This is the world's oldest Bible ever discovered written in Hebrew. It is the most important discovery for understanding the Bible. The second question, why are the Dead Sea Scrolls important for Christians? For the Christian, anything that has to do with Jesus is of the utmost importance. For me, the most important fact about the Dead Sea Scrolls is that some of the Dead Sea Scrolls were written during the lifetime of Jesus, when texts had not yet been considered fixed writings. This is because the scribal editors were still updating the words with changes in various copies to better convey the message. The biblical text of the Dead Sea Scrolls closed the gap between the oldest known Bible, written mostly in Hebrew before 1947, by almost 1,000 years. Now, this is very exciting for Bible scholars, let alone ordinary Bible readers. While we do have similarly dated manuscripts in Greek, translated from the Hebrew, the Dead Sea Scrolls were written in Hebrew itself. Now, talking about Christianity, as opposed to just the Bible, Christian beliefs did not suddenly emerge out of thin air. Every belief has a story, a history behind it. The story of the Bible is the story of how Christianity was influenced by seven civilizations. Abraham was from Mesopotamia. Moses grew up as a prince of Egypt. The Israelites became exiled in Assyria and Babylonia. They returned to an Israel under Persian rule. Later, Israel came under Hellenistic Greece before becoming a province of Rome. Now, Christianity was therefore shaped by Mesopotamian, Egyptian, Assyrian, Babylonian, Persian, Hellenistic Greek, and Roman cultural and religious contributions. This is why Jesus, a first-century Roman-Palestinian Jew, read the Greek translation of a Hebrew Bible. By the 4th century, Hebrew, Greek, and Roman cultures shaped the Jesus movement into a distinct religion, Christianity. Now, as a law student in London, I learned that the history of English law was all about how ideas and decisions became written down and approved by the people to become the rule of law, which rewarded obedience and punished disobedience. Christian teachings also promised rewards and threatened punishment based on obedience. Parts of the Bible, or any religious text, reads like a book of religious law, obey or else. But we don't just accept any teaching just because they were written down. We trust the Bible because its stories, letters, songs, prayers and parables, drawn from different civilizations, influence Israel's trusted testimonies which in time became sacred scriptures. Read my book to learn about how a writing becomes scripture and how scripture becomes sacred. What are the conditions? What are the qualifications? 
How did a provincial religion of Israel give rise to a global power called Christendom? It was the political and economic fortunes of Rome that directly influenced the history of the church and the story of Christianity itself. The most powerful empire on earth protected and sponsored what became the most powerful religion on the planet. Now, um, most Christians understand this as part of God's decision or God's will. Now, today, there is no single central authority for the world's two billion Christians. What binds them together is the Bible, which is why the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls is such big news. The Dead Sea Scrolls tell us three things about our modern Bible. It affirms our Bible's age and authenticity. Yet in Jesus' time, there was no fixed scripture with different communities using different versions of the same biblical book. This is because the early Christians were more concerned about the people of the book than the book of the people. Here are three takeaways from the second question. The Dead Sea Scrolls tell us that the Bible writers were people of their times and places, responding to issues of their own geohistory, using the vocabularies of the civilizations they happened to be part of. Christians, as people of the book, turn to the book of the people to meet the evolving needs of their geohistory. Stay tuned for the next podcast and subscribe to Think Things Through wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with your friends.